Welcome to the Not Too Serious Podcast. On this week's episode, we discuss Family Day. In Ontario, Canada, Family Day is celebrated today on Monday, and we discuss about families. We talk about families and their traditions. In addition to that, we also discuss some interesting facts about people, animals, and other interesting things. And we have a very good discussion about it. What are some family traditions that you have? We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email to nottoseriouspodcast at gmail.com. Please enjoy. Thank you. Okay, uh, today we're going to talk about, um, well, this podcast is going to air on Monday, which is in Ontario, in Canada. It's Family Day, so happy Family Day to all of our fellow Ontarians. Hey, what if someone doesn't have a family? Well, in in Ontario? Oh, that's sad. Well, I hope that one day they become part of a larger family. Uh, unless they're not part of any family and they don't wish to be part of a family, then so what, all what power you to them? you. What do you wish them, those people? Just happy day. Happiness, always. What if they don't wish happiness upon you? Well, that's fine. Okay. I don't need I don't need people to wish me happiness. Okay. Um, so anyway, so happy family day to you, my son. And... Um, to all the families out there, uh, I hope that uh, you're able to enjoy the day with your loved ones and uh, and just have a good time. So, anyway, uh, before I begin, uh, I have a, a joke. Okay? Yep. Okay. Hey, Yusuf. What comes after USA? USB. <laughs> that's that, that, that was, that was not USC? Bad. See, now you ruined it. USD. See, you, you had it. You had it. That, that, it was good. That, no, then, hang on. Then, US, then, US, that, that's going to be some USD. That's money. What are you saying? For you to USE that joke. It's not even a joke anymore. It's just anyway. I thought that you like that. Oh, I have another one. UFC. No. UFT. <laughs> UCLA. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're you're, you're twisting it. What are, it's like, okay. I don't understand what the joke is. It just you're just saying U C U S S U S. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um. What do you call? A camel with no humps. <laughs> You're picturing it, aren't you? I'm picturing it. That's what's me giggle. It's a llama. A camel with no... Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get on with it. I thought... Uh, Humpless. Yeah. Okay, um, <clears throat> so since it's family day, I thought what I'd do is first uh, <laughs> tell some some random, ra- ra- first, you should do a podcast where you just try to tell jokes. Really? <laughs> yeah, you should just, you just come in with like a few jokes and I'll rate them. Oh, that's, no, no, that's no, different. no, no, don't, don't, don't rate them. <laughs> I know you'll never give a good rating. Anyway, um, so I want to give some, just some tidbits about what some families do in different parts of the world. Not every family com- completes, not every family, sim- not, every, not every family celebrates family day around the world it's a canadian thing no no but i'm just uh, what i'd like to do is just family traditions well what people yeah yeah family traditions that's a, that's a good way of 
saying. Or, I mean, what people do as families around the world. Not necessarily celebrate Family Day, because Family Day is only celebrated in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, I could be wrong, there could be other countries in the world that do celebrate, that actually do have a Family Day. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so I'm going to talk about some... <clears throat> family stuff. Yeah, some family things that people do. Okay, but before I get into that, I, I I I kind of went down a rabbit hole, and I uh, when I was researching this, and I found some interesting facts. Would you like to hear them? No. Okay, so here's the first fact. Mm-hmm. Some monkeys mm-hmm. in Thailand mm-hmm. teach their young how to floss. Now that's pretty interesting. Is it just like if you take the species of monkeys? And put them in Canada, they won't learn how to floss? Is it something about the environment or something about the species? I don't know. I just found that interesting. With what? I with mean, their tails? I don't know. What do they floss with? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just telling I, you. I, I saw... Kind of doubtful the, the, about the, the, this the, Okay, hang on. I'll tell you where I got these facts from. The, these facts I got from National Geographic. Sometimes they sp- add spice. Okay. No, no, no. It's It's factual. So, I don't know how they do it. They must have some fantastic teeth if they can no, teach they them how to brush. floss. Well, they floss. I mean, they're monkeys. I mean, they're, they have hands, they have thumbs. I mean, they can do it, right? be interesting. Um, another fact. Your sense of smell is weaker in the morning and stronger in the evening. Yeah, but that makes sense. Why would that be? Because your airways, I feel like, would open up. But you know, I I always thought of like when I when I wake up in the morning and I you know make my I coffee. My nose is always stuffy in the morning. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. You're I always, actually, I love the smell of coffee. You are and taller in the, in the morning when you wake up versus when you're at night because mm-hmm. your spine compresses throughout the day. Oh yeah, that yeah. I think I've heard that actually. Yeah. There's some days I'll wake up and I feel like I feel tall. Oh come on now, you you can't be. The, it's not like you you you're like three or four inches taller, then all of a sudden you just shrink during you, the day. You can that shrink make half an inch. Yeah, an but inch. I don't. But I don't think an you inch could, to a half an inch. I don't think you, you would notice a half an inch. You wouldn't notice, but when you go to sleep and you, when you wake up, who knows? Maybe like I don't know. Okay. I feel like I'm taller than I am, though. I feel like what I need mean? to go some, through some chiropractic. You know, it's <laughs> and I'm like My goodness. a little bit taller. Who knows? Maybe that makes me shorter, but we're not. Mm. What, what other facts do you bring? Another fact is a dog can make 100 different facial expressions. 100! And one Dalmatians. No, but I mean... That's so the 101 Dalmatians, they can make 10,100 faces. But that's crazy, right? Like, how does a dog make so many different facial expressions? That's we make a ton of facial expressions, too. Think about it. Be sad right now. No, I don't want to be sad. No, make up sad. I mean, dog... I mean, it's incredible, though. I mean, dogs can do that. Think about how they have to communicate. They communicate through facial expressions. I suppose. tag... Not tag. Tail stuff. Tail wagging. <laughs> I'm just saying not tag. But, yeah, that's how they... That's how they express themselves. Girls have more taste buds than boys. It's weird because men have better taste usually. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, but I can see. I think you know, yeah, like women are picky eaters. No, 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 that's not it either. I think you know, like from what I've seen on the Food Network, the women when they describe something, they're more they're more descriptive. Well, well, in how actually, something tastes. Well, women also are like that emotionally. They women experience more emotions than men. Men usually will have happy, sad, no, mad. No, no. Yes, that's, that's a true fact. I, I don't think so. You, you don't have to think so. It's a fact. I don't know. You, I disagree, but I'm just saying that. But but in terms of. They have more when, when I read this fact, I thought you. My mind just went straight to Food Network, and I thought of all those. Uh, you know food what? critics. You know what? I don't buy this one either. Okay. If you don't buy mine, I don't buy yours. Okay. Some fish eggs, caviar, hatch. Really? In their dad's mouth. 
seahorses are carried by the men. What do you mean seahorses are carried by the men? Seahorse eggs, right? They they get placed inside the man's body, the male seahorse's body, and when they hatch, they come out of the male. I don't think seahorses hatch eggs. I think they actually... They're not mammals. We'd have to research that. You don't need to research that. I'm telling you, they're not mammals. A seahorse isn't like a horse of the sea. They just look like horses. That's why they're called seahorses. I'd have to research that. Okay. Um, they should make a Aquaman chess. And instead of the knights, they should put seahorses. Kangaroos lick their forearms to stay cool. Kangaroos are dangerous creatures. But people actually eat kangaroos. Okay, comment on what I just said, please. Can you imagine? Just you mean the forms. only way how they poor kangaroos can stay cool to lick their forearms. is to lick their forearms. If it works. It works. I, I mean, I thought that you know they'd try and, and if you scratch your thigh, your back will be satisfied. So say if you have an itch on your back, if you scratch your thigh, the it, but the back scratch will go away. The back itch. The, I was about to mix those two words, but I'm glad it didn't work. <laughs> You use 72 different... USA, USB. You use 72 different muscles every time you talk. Can you imagine how many... Like, just in this... Alone, this conversation, how many times we've used our muscles. How about someone who's never spoken? Then they don't use their muscles. But do their muscles on their face become less developed? Like, when you work out, right, your arm, your biceps become more developed. So when you when you speak, do your face muscles become more strong? And if you don't speak ever, from like when you're a baby to when you're, say, 37, would your face look different from someone who spoke a normal amount? I don't know. Um, Isn't that an interesting question I posed? Baby alligators bark when they are ready to hatch out of their eggs. They bark. You know, I've actually seen at, uh, remember that place that you and me and your aunt and everyone we went to, the Reptilia? Remember that place? Reptilia, but yes, the Reptilia. Isn't that the name of the place called Reptilia? I don't think it's called Reptilia, but yes. I thought it was. Reptiles are actually... uh, I remember seeing those baby alligators and they had them in a little tank. What if we made an omelet out of them? It takes an average... Of a 10-year-old, about 20 minutes to fall asleep. You know, I... I, I feel like that's how long it takes me to go to sleep. Yeah? Actually, I, 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 I remember as a 10-year-old... Like, if I could, I could actually fall asleep on this podcast if I wanted to. You're not 10. I'm double 10. <laughs> 21. So, but I can go to sleep like that. Like that's, But you're not 10. Okay. But is it like, oh, it's look how long it takes, or is look how it just, quick it takes? It's just a fact. Twenty. I mean, double the number. I look, guess. look, I can actually like. Look, I'll try to go to sleep in the next few seconds. Let's see if I can actually okay. go to sleep. No, don't do that. Okay. Listen, the twenty minute. I remember when I was ten years old. It would take me a bit of time to fall asleep. I don't remember it would take twenty minutes. In fact, I remember I would, um, I would have I would have a book. But you never sleep, even now. I, I would have a book mm-hmm. uh, by my bedside. Like, you know, I'd read, you know, books like Robinson Crusoe or um, one of my favorite books as a child reading it was uh, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing by Judy Bloom and The Super Fudge. Those were cool books. I love those books. But I also like the adventure books, right? Like I said, Robinson Crusoe. So I used to read before going to bed. And so did I, but I could so fall take, asleep. So it take like me that. time. But it that doesn't time. count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Because Are you what saying means is what means going to sleep is okay. I'm not gonna put. I'm putting my book away. I'm not closing my eyes. I'm gonna try to go to sleep now. Okay. Isn't that weird that you have to pretend to go to sleep in order to go to sleep? What do you mean pretend to go to sleep? When you go to sleep, your you eyes. Go, you're, no, no. But listen, you, when you go to bed, right? Right. What do you do? You close your eyes. Right. And you just lie there quietly, and you're basically pretending you're going to sleep until eventually you go to sleep. 
And the moment when but you But you're fall not asleep, pretending you're trying to sleep. You're not pretending to sleep. The you're process trying to sleep. of trying to sleep is essentially pretending to sleep. And then when you pretend to sleep, and when, when it shifts into actual sleep, we don't know when we actually cross that line between awake and But you're and not sleep. pretending. Pretending means that you're actually faking sleep. Knowingly, you're you're closing your eyes but not actually trying to sleep. That's what pretending to sleep means. Going to sleep is when you actually make the no, but you effort to go to sleep. But you know that saying, fake it till you make it? Okay. It's literally sleep. Is you fake your sleeping until you sleep. Okay. Gorillas burp when they are happy. Have you ever heard a gorilla bang its chest? Have I ever, like in person? No. Not even in person, just on video. Well, yeah. It does not sound like how you think it's going to sound. I thought it would be like, no, it's like, that's how it sounds. Like, like that. that's how it sounds. So I'm, I'm wondering, is it because their 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 chest is hollow? It's not hollow, but it's hard. It's like touching like plastic. armor. It's like plastic. Based off of that, I wonder what their their burps sound like. But what does that have to do with the oh, because of their chest? Because their chest, their chest isn't like a human chest. A human a human chest is very squishy, depending on the person. <laughs> but but like but it's in, it's in, interesting that they burp. Maybe after they have a good meal, they burp right. But like when they're happy, how would you know a gorilla's happy after they have a good meal? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, what if they just like like that makes no sense. I don't know, but I found that interesting. S- some parrots dance when they hear music. I knew this. Not just parrots. I've other, seen. I've seen other parrots birds do, that. do too. Like like uh, parakeets, and not and just parrot budgies as well. They also dance to music. Do they really? Yeah, but their dance is just they wag their their bums up and down like that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, but this this is about parrots and uh but I've seen parrots actually do that. They bob their head up and down. Kids' fingerprints disappear faster from surfaces than adults. Less sweat. Well, I don't I think less moisture. I, I don't think it's that. I think you I think the reason for that finger th- Well, Finger, finger, finger. I think pets. it's because their their fingers are smaller. probably more. Well, they're smaller, and their the, the fingerprints are probably tinier. How long have we gone? By the way, I'm curious <laughs> because we haven't actually gotten to the topic yet. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, f- I went down a rabbit hole. It looks like you did, but yeah, yeah, the finger. Okay, listen, listen. I have a question for you. Chicken fingers. Or fish sticks. <laughs> Which one's better? Why are you asking that? We're talking about kid fingers and adult fingers. That's disgusting. No chicken fingers. Or lady fingers. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I'll say lady fingers. Mm-hmm. Followed by chicken fingers. Followed by fish sticks. Followed by adult fingers. <laughs> Cats communicate... Using at least 16 known, quote-unquote, cat words. Uh, <laughs> I have, I don't know what a cat word know, is, cats, but they use it in inverted commas. Cats don't, don't meow at each other. Did you know that? What do they do to each other? They hiss? They probably use these cat words. But what are the cat words? Like, I've never... Like, like they use, like... Like like some like like they use like their purring and like that stuff and body language to communicate with each other more than they meow is what they use to communicate to humans. That's how they communicate with humans. That's how they learned. Oh, that's how they learned to get a human response is through meowing. But they like don't. Cats. They they don't use a cat word to communicate with the human. Meow. I guess it's like yo. <laughs> but like, I guess maybe that's probably probably one of the cat words. But like purring is probably a cat word. They probably have a lot of micro uh, mannerisms and stuff like that that only other cats could understand. It's based off of instinct. Hmm. That's probably what they mean. That could be. You know, you can teach a cat or a dog if you give them, like, say, like, a, like six buttons and one of the buttons says, I'm hungry, I want to go for a walk, I'm thirsty, uh, I love you, oh, I love you. 
but like a demand like i want to play if you give them like a bunch of buttons the dog and cat can actually learn when they want to do something to press the button wait you're saying cats can read they can't read but they just know instinctively how do they know they're they pressing the button they know instinctively if i'm hungry i just press this button and i get food somehow <laughs> that that's what they know what if the, yeah you can train dogs and cats to do that if they they know that but you're training them how to read basically that's what you're saying sort of but they don't know what the they don't know what the words mean they just know that if i press this specific button this will happen like there's this, you can look this up there's like this dog right and when he presses the button, it's like a, you know, remember like the staples where that was easy? That one, it would say, I'm hungry or something like that. So what he'd do is that he'd want, if he'd want to play. Staples, uh, for those that don't know, it's like a stationary store. Everybody knows Staples. It's staples is a worldwide store. <laughs> but like they press the button, the dog, pre- like when the dog is hungry, he will press the button and the owner will give him food. Or if the the dog wants to go outside, he just knows. I press this button, I'll go out, like, the mo- the owner will get the leash. So he'll press it, and then the owner will will hear the th- the buzzer go, I want to go outside. And he'll grab the leash and he'll go. And that's how they learn from that. It's like... It's so, like the, okay, so it's not just, it's not just visual, but it's also by sound as well. That's it's also by sound. It's like, it's like, you know, the, the, the ringing bell experiment, mm-hmm. where the guy rang the bell... And then he fed the dogs, and it got to the point where he just ring the bell, and then the dogs would just start salivating just from the ringing of the bell. That's like Pavlov's that. dog. Pavlov's man. dog, yeah, I forgot the name. But it's like a psychology thing. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, dogs and cats have the IQ of, like, two- or three-year-old humans. Um, speaking of humans, if you are 12 years old on Earth, you're about six years old on Mars. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Although, I don't know if it... Like, the Earth is... Is it the third planet away from the sun? The or third. is it the fourth? The third. Is it third? Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter. So, Iron, Mars is Uranus, further away from the Neptune. sun. There's no more Pluto. Mars is further away, yeah. So then However, that would make just sense. just because of that, that does not mean... Uh, it's further away. Like, no, the no, orbit no. is it's larger, It's not just right? that. It just... Also, some planets move faster. Okay, Even but, I'm, but it is... they're further away, maybe. they'll move faster than other planets. So I've heard this thing where it's like... I think it's Mercury actually travels faster than Venus. It's weird. But, like... Yeah, but I'm, it's closer to the sun than... Sorry, me. sorry. Venus travels faster than Mercury. But I, I think their orbit is still... I mean, it may be traveling faster, but it's traveling further than. It might be traveling further, but it'll make, but it makes up the time from how fast it's traveling. Mm. Um, it's like you know when you spin a thing around, and when you're in the middle of the circle, you're not going that fast. But if you're in the outside of the circle, it looks it feels like you're going super fast. Well, we're on Earth, and we're traveling at you know at a very fast clip and we don't know it because we're literally well, cause on we're the relative we we move relative to what's underneath us if we're on a train right we don't feel like we're going 300 kilometers an hour we feel like we're just sitting mm-hmm. right yep it's all relative it's all relative newborn babies are colorblind yes i did know this i knew this yes and their vision is upside down Really? Their vision is upside down? Yeah. Now how now how can they tell that a newborn baby is colorblind? They just They don't. can't ask a baby it's that. Like a psycho- it's like a, something about pupils dilating and psychological uh uh telltale stuff like that. It's very interesting. Mhm. But they know. I don't know about the the baby's upside down thing. Like that sounds ridiculous, but Dogs are also colorblind. But but, how, but but colorblind, you gotta remember colorblind. When I was a kid, up until recently, which is embarrassing to admit, I thought colorblind meant you see in black and white. Oh really? That's what I thought it meant. Until recently, and then I found oh no, you just you just perceive colors differently, and you can't yeah see a shade or of you this. can't distinguish a co- one color from another yeah. if it's a different yeah if it's a certain type of a uh, shading of a color. I just thought. Colorblind and black I actually, and white. I think I suffer from that personally. I think I have that problem because sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll question myself. 
because I have I have a couple of pairs of pants. One is kind of a dark blue, and I have another one that's kind of black. And in Maybe a certain type of light, I can't tell the difference between. Maybe the two. you just can't uh, perceive light that well, rather than color. I don't. I don't know. I just, because you know when something's blue, you know when something's yeah, green, but you know when no, but a certain shading yellow. though, shading right? Like like We're if talking it, about shading, because if something you just perceive things darker than other people. That could be the thing. Maybe, maybe I don't know if that's a type of color blindness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Okay, so that's the end of my facts. That wow. was the end. Of, uh, it was quite quite a few. But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you five different stories from a person. So this is going to be in first person. Uh, from How long are these stories? Hmm? How long are these stories? They're short stories. Yeah. Right? Relatively, like a few words, a few words, yeah. Why not like a whole page? Okay, relax. Okay, so there's going to be a person from different parts of the world. Now, they're there's they they these people for are the you most part, tell me these people for the most part are American, but they've traveled to different countries so and they've experienced. Immigrants. They've traveled to different countries and and they've experienced certain cultures on what families do. Okay, so so I'm just gonna go by. I'm just going. There's five of them. Okay, so here's the first one. Celebrate the first day of school, the German way. Okay. The kickoff to first grade is a big deal in Germany. As my American family learned while living in Berlin. The weekend before our daughter started first grade, we joined a celebration called Einschlung. Her school welcomed students with an assembly. Afterwards, families gave... Their children, Schultenen, a, a large paper of plastic cones filled with school supplies and sweets. When we moved back to the United States, we participate. We we replicated Unschlung for my son. We invited our family over and asked them to bring a small school-related gift like a notebook or a pen. We made him a, a shoe light and the older kids put on a play about what school is like. It makes the children feel responsible like grown-ups and proud to be going to school. So... That's a pretty cool tradition. It's like Halloween for school. Yeah, but I remember... Do you remember, like, your first day of school? Do you remember what it was like? Ever? Yeah, your first day when you were in JK. Do you remember? Yeah, I was crying a lot. You were crying a lot? Oh, you were not crying. I remember crying. Not in front of us. You were very brave. You were very brave. You You went off to school... And I was like, what uh, the heck? Why are these people dropping me off? I was like, are these my new parents? Like, what are they? They don't want me anymore. Like, that's what I thought. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. Actually, I trusted you. That's why I didn't say anything. And then you guys just left, and I just started bawling my eyes out. We never left on that day. I didn't see you. Well, your mother didn't. I did. That sounds um, about right. But uh, uh, I remember um, when. I started when I went from kindergarten, uh, well, nursery school, uh, and finished kindergarten, went into grade one. Mm-hmm. Um, your grandparents took me to school, and I remember walking down this hallway, and I felt sick to my stomach. I was just too nervous, and I ended up throwing up in the hallway. <laughs> There was no one there. It was just my parents and uh, myself. That's it. There was no one else. And so 
your grandfather went to the custodian's uh, closet and literally mopped up <laughs> my vomit. And then he didn't ask anybody. He just did it. No, he just did it. I mean, he just he saw the closet there and grabbed a mop and mopped it up, and away I went. Still, I went to school though. Um, but man, I I was just really nervous on that on that first day. So I thought that hey, you know, if I got maybe a cone full of sweets and maybe some you know school supplies, maybe I would I, yeah, I would have been less nervous. Would have been easier. But what do you mean a cone full of? Sp- What's a cone? How big is this cone? What's this I cone saw it. I saw a picture of it. It's it's a nice size, like you know, for a six year old. It's like a cone, like yeah, an, an inverted ice cone. Cream cone or like, like yeah, well, not an ice cream cone. It's like a paper cone, right? But the and size it, of an ice cream cone. No, no, small. bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Like cone. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I saw it. It's but like interesting. Now I'm thinking, like, how would you fit like a ruler and a pencil and a cone? But you think of a cone like an inverted cone. Right. Yeah. Like a, and like then you put you put treats in it, and and treats. And you, I could see the treats. I just don't see how you stick a pencil in there. Well, you can't stick a pencil inside a cone. You can't. Limit sure, you can. Pencils. Yeah, but you can. That's my point, and that's what. And it's nice for the kids to, you know, hey, and, and then you and, and nice then the older the kids. kids actually make up a little skit. I thought that was pretty cool. How old are these kids? Grade one. No, the older kids. I don't know. Okay. Okay, so the, here here's the next uh, next story. Okay, honor your ancestors, the Japanese way. Oh, that's good. Japanese traditional Japanese homes have a small family altar, or also known as a but Sudan, as a sign of respect for elders who have passed away. When I go back to my family's home in Japan, I still feel a spiritual connection to my ancestors as I make offerings to the Butsudan. A bowl of rice, flowers for my grandmother, a can, a can of beer for my grandfather. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. It feels truly healing. To set up a memorial, pick a quiet spot, Put out photos, flowers, and other offerings, and tell kids about their ancestors. If we don't mark our history, we may lose an important part of who we are. Japanese culture and tradition, I mean, this is going to sound so ignorant, but since I've started watching anime, (laughs) I've just grown to appreciate it so much more. And I remember when I took this art class this last semester, we had a whole like a month we were just talking about Japanese art, and it's like, I don't know, I li- I like I like I like how the Japanese do their conduct their business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very honorable. Well, I and mean, colorful. I think I think what's what's really interesting, and and what I'm taking away from the this story do the thing they do. is to respect. Where you past. come from, your yeah. past, right? It, it's important to respect where you come from, where you came from. I feel like a lot of people nowadays, they don't do that. Yeah, I think they you're right. They feel ashamed of where they come from. Oh, I don't know if they feel ashamed. They just don't know. They don't, they, they're... What is that? I just think they're ashamed. A lot of people think... There's a, differ- there's a difference between being ashamed and just know. not knowing, okay? Right, and I think people, some people are ashamed. Yeah, some people, people, maybe. A lot of people are ashamed. Why do you, I, I don't know why you would think that. Because they go through the past of, they, they can't separate the times the, and from the, uh, what's it called, from today. No, that I don't understand what that means. I'm saying that people, if they cannot separate, that means they don't know where they're from. Okay. They don't, they don't have a sense of history. Okay. Now. I'm sure that there are, there may be some people out there that are not happy with their bloodline, but I don't think that's a majority of people. I, I think a majority. you said most people, you said, you said most people are ashamed. That's what you most just said. I said a lot of, I feel like a lot of people, not most people. I can't say that. 
Okay, you're you're drawing, you know, grasping at straws here right now. Okay, I'm saying that. Bottom line, what I'm trying to say is that it's good to know where your roots are, right? Because not only do you understand your history, you actually you could be proud of it too. I'm sure there are many people out there who will learn that you know their second, third, fourth generational grandparents may have been some may may have been pretty important in history. And so if you actually learn that, it actually makes a person feel good about themselves. Mm. I think it's a I think it's a cool thing. And and you could also learn about your your medical history too <laughs> from from that perspective. Um I don't know how accurate some of these websites are like ancestry.com and all that sort of thing, but I have seen on PBS, which is a public broadcasting system, television uh, network, that have um, a show there that actually um, gets into the family history, family tree of various different celebrities. And there's a man there who, I'm forgetting his name, but very, very, very interesting chap. And he basically sits in front of the celebrity with a book and all the celebrity does is basically leaf through the pages of his of his or her own family history and they learn about who they are as people and so as you know they learn that you know their you know fourth or fifth grandfather or you know was a king or was a queen like they they'll learn they'll learn things like that which is or the opposite. <laughs> they learn that uh, their great 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 grandfather was a criminal, a mastermind. That's cool. Or or a pirate. That'd be cool. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting what people will learn about themselves. So I think it's in, it's it's important to know who your your you know who your where your bloodline is from, and to respect it and to honor it. So when I read that, that's what I thought of. Mm, what's next? Um, the next story, okay. Share your culture through stories. The Trinidadian way. Tr my Trini people. <laughs> In Trinidad and Tobago, where I grew up, storytelling happens anytime, anywhere. Not just at bedtime. We might be driving to the beach or walking to my grandmother's house. People often tell folk stories about mythical creatures called jumbies to help explain things people don't understand, such as a sudden illness. Regardless of, what you, of, of where you came from, there is a benefit to telling traditional stories. At some point, I realized my kids, who were growing up in the United States, had no idea what our folklore was. So I started telling them jumbie stories. Telling these stories help the children preserve their culture. This, I feel, is very, very important because... No matter where, like, kind of in line with what I was saying earlier about your bloodline, it's also important to know what your culture is. Now, for you and I, we have an we have an Indian background, right? Like an East Indian background, and so it's important for us to learn about Indian culture and. Not, not. I mean, because that's that's what our bloodline is, um, our immediate bloodline. Um, that's important um, because then you can pass that on, that 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 um, that culture on to your children. Yeah. And and you don't want to lose that, right? You don't want to lose that culture. Like growing up, I'm I'm 
I'm a first generation in Canada. Okay, mm -hmm. my parents immigrated, and my mother, she always kept the Indian culture front and center. Right, so I never, never ever did I ever feel like I I didn't know who where I came from. Right. And that's important. It really is. Because if you if you lose where you came from, then you really don't have much direction. It's important. So I think that telling stories about your grandparents or great-grandparents, things that you learn about your family and your extended family, that's important. It gives you a sense of self, in my opinion. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, the next, uh, the next one here, the next story. Care for all animals the Indian way. Mm. Mm -hmm. To show gratitude to animals, families in southern India feed cows and birds during the animal, the annual. Hindu Harvest Festival of Thai Pungal. Children learn that all species are interconnected and interdependent. I have followed this tradition in both India and the United States with my daughters. In Bangalore, I used to take my young daughters to a nearby shed to feed the cows. We also fed birds by, by placing fruits and grains on banana leaves and putting them out on our terrace. Something we also did surreptitiously at our New York City apartment. Pick a day for an animal visit to a petting zoo, butterfly garden, family-friendly farm or horse stable where you can feed the animals or help care for them. It's a way to teach children about having compassion for all beings. I think that's also very important. Like uh, a lot of, lot of cultures, a lot of, you know, they actually put animals, uh, have a great respect for animals. Yeah, and definitely. and um, even growing up here, we never made a tradition out of it. But whenever we go to the C and E, yeah, we'd go to the uh, there was a farm building, and there you could you know feed animals there. I used to like milking the cows. You've milked cows before? Not at the C and E. The C and E, let you milk a cow. Really? I've never seen you milk a cow. Was that the C and E? I don't think it was a scene. I don't know. But, like, I miss that. Yeah, I do, too. I, mi I miss interacting with animals. It's fun, you know? Yeah, feeding I'm feeding the animals. and you remember Feeding the animals. Eating the animals. <laughs> do you remember when we went to Marineland? And I don't like Marineland. Well, just, just let me finish what I'm about to say. We went to Marineland, and there was an area there where there were deer... Yeah, they always had that place, and they are like little. They little stopped kids. doing that now. They you can't do that. You can't go into the Just deer. Deer. No. No, but Marineland also treats their animals. They don't treat them good. Okay, that's not that's not what this podcast is about. The, I'm just saying, trying to re recollect. Yeah, I remember that. So I remember they chased me a little bit. They give you uh, a a cone, a cone. Ah, cones. <laughs> yeah, but ice cream cones actually, and they put little sugar. Uh, what is it? Corn pops. Yeah, and they give you that to feed the deer and bears. Not remember the bears? Pops. Remember the bears? It would be it would be literally yeah, you'd like get in a pit and you'd like throw them. Yeah, and the, the bears would actually be there looking up at you as you would throw it into their mouth. Mm -hmm. It was really that was that was pretty fun, and also we remember we fed the beluga whales. Yeah, the fish. Yeah, the fish. You actually yeah. fed fish and I you pet that, it yeah. and all that sort of thing. 
uh, having that kind of a connection with an animal, I think that's that there there's something to be said about that. Yeah, that's why I want a pet again. Yeah. You won't let me have one. No, that's not what I meant. That's not uh, that. That's neither here nor there. I'm just saying it's it's nice to have a connection with animals, and I think that this family from India, uh, they like to keep that kind of tradition alive by at least going and uh, to some some venue where they can actually feel closer with animals and nature. Exchange personal poetry. The Dutch way. In the Netherlands, families exchange not only gifts, but also poems during Sinterklaas, the Dutch winter holiday season. Older children and adults each draw a name and write a poem about the recipient. The poem usually has puns and is funny. The more mischievous and personal, the better. On quote-unquote gift night, people sit in a circle with hot drinks and everyone reads the poem they receive out loud. It's like Secret Santa? Yeah, but it's, it's for poetry. Secret Santa for poetry. I've learned that the real gift is the love that goes into the poem. You're taking time to compose something special, letting someone know what they mean to you. Now, I have never... I'm going to make a poem for you right now. I've never, I've never seen that. Now, no, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I, we've attended weddings, and at weddings, you can sometimes someone will recite a poem. Um, but I've never come across where family members will sit in a circle and write poetry about each other. I've never seen that personally, but that's pretty, that's pretty I'm, cool. I'm going to come up with a poem for you, okay? Can I? Fine. Okay, ready? Father, my favorite physical feature of yours is your beard. I think that anybody that doesn't like it is weird. I like the way you drive, especially the way you steer. I remember this one time, you almost hit a deer. I don't know what to say. It was it was uh, kind of a... It was nice, but you also kind of insulted me. When did I insult you? You said I almost hit a deer. You almost hit a deer, but you didn't. Um, You're a good driver. Yeah, but that's not really showing me love. Yeah, it is. I trust you in the car. You just trust me how I steer. I also like your beard. I think whoever doesn't like it is weird. Well, that's I mean, that's because you have an affinity with beards. I don't have an affinity with beards. Anyway, uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, come with one of me. Huh? Come with one of me. What? Come with, come up. You gotta come up with, come up with one for me. I can't. I'm not. I can't think that fast on my feet. Unfortunately. But you can almost hit a deer. Yeah. Um, Do you remember that time you almost hit a deer? Mm, vaguely. Yeah, I think I do. I do remember yes, that. Uh, yeah, it, it happened very close to our house, yeah, right? Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Uh, but I didn't hit it, thankfully. I it's said, almost. I'm saying. Yeah. And we were going to Timmins. We almost hit a few deers. <laughs> that was that. Bears. No, 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 no. We didn't hit any. We just saw signs for them. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's just terrifying. It's terrifying when like it's dark and you, all you see is beware of moose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you know you're far from home. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I I think I think composing poetry for someone who you love, I think it's a very it's very cool. That's not something I've ever done. I'll be honest with you. I've never I've com- composed I've, I've made a birthday card and I've made a poem within the birthday card uh-huh. that has nothing to do with the birthday. Okay, that's cool. I mean, but Lord, pretty flock dirty. But that'd be cool if I could compose a poem. I'm not a po. I'm, I'm not a. I've never been a poet. 
I, I know it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think... You stand uh, there so stoic. Don't I think, blow it. Yeah. I think this was a very nice chat about families. I mean, on family day, family I thought... Family feud. Next family day. <laughs> uh, we need a family to do that. Hmm? We need another family to do that. Yeah. You're talking about the game show family feud. No, I just I made it up. Yeah, I think that this was a good talk about families and fruitful um, discussion. It was, yeah. I mean, bear it, the fruits of my labor. It actually made. I'm hoping that for those out there, this little talk make may, has made you think about your family. And, and if you don't have a family, just make your own traditions up. Well, families don't necessarily have to be biologic, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. families is, are whoever you make the family just to because, be. Just because you're related doesn't mean you make you family. And just because you're not related doesn't make you family. Yeah, of course, that, that, uh, that's very true. Your friends become, can become your family. Of course, well, yes. Anyone can become your family if you Blood let them. Blood is thicker than water. Not really. Sometimes water can turn to ice. That is thicker than blood. So anyway, I hope it's made everyone think about their families and where they ca- where they come from, and maybe come you know maybe delve into your own cultures and your history, and maybe consider passing some of these traditions on to your, to children, your lo- children's children to your loved ones. Uh, wouldn't you agree?